I was just kidding. Come on. Come on. You guys know I was just kidding, right? Speed. Marker. And action. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, once again, we had a discussion about how to start this podcast, and so uh, we've decided I'm not going to promise anything up front, say anything. We're just going to get right to it. So, Brent, what have you been up to since the last time we talked? Well, Casey, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to start off with a hot tip of the day. All right. Mmm. What I have here is some Liquitex varnish. Now, I've been going through my hobby career varnishing in a couple of ways. One, you got your rattle can. Two, you've got your airbrush. And I do prepare, prefer the airbrush. Um, and so what I've got is those little, like, little Vallejo, normal-sized Vallejo paint bottles. Drop, drop yeah, in the airbrush. Tiny. Mm -hmm. yeah. teeny, tiny little bottles. And you got to put in the airbrush thinner. You got to put in the airbrush flow improver, mix it all around. Hope you don't jam up your airbrush first. Or if you're professional, mm -hmm. you could mix them separately and then put them in the airbrush, whatever. Right. But yeah. it turns out <laughs> that these big bottles of Liquitex uh, gloss varnish and matte varnish, they're, uh, they're pretty sloshy right out of the bottle. A nice, uh, mm -hmm. nice slosh to them there. And so actually, I, I didn't need to thin these at all. So it's a big bottle. Drop right into the airbrush cup, no thinning. I was using them for a good five, ten minutes without anything jamming up. So um that's my hot tip of the day. If you're looking for the giant for, bottles. Yeah, if you're looking for a go-to yeah. airbrush varnish. Now I haven't tried brushing this on yet. I've only tried airbrushing so far. And actually I had the the gloss bottle in my pile of stuff for like the last two years. I just hadn't gotten around <laughs> to using it. Um mm -hmm. But I was finally like, man, I need some gloss varnish. I just used my last bottle off. Do I have anything around here? Well, I've got this. I could guess that give this a try. Oh, wait, this is awesome. This is this is awesome. I should have been using this. Whatever. Live and learn. Hot tip of the day. Big bottles of Liquitex varnish. Goes nice. great through an airbrush. Boom. Boom. And we're off. I like it. <laughs> we're off, yeah. Uh, I have the, I think I have the matte varnish. Uh, the big bottle of liquitex i'm pretty sure i have that somewhere um yeah it, it, it's good i mean it's like what 14 bucks for the bottle but you're never gonna run out ever like those vallejo bottles are like five bucks sure yeah 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 so, michael's cool. at michael's this was 15 bucks buy one get one half off which means if you find the right mm. online distributor it's much much less than 15 dollars <laughs> that's true yeah that's hard enough to do um, well, since you jumped right in with new products, uh, I finally got around trying that dirty down rust Ooh. that everybody's been talking about. It's been all over the place. You know, a bunch of videos have been popping up about it. I finally got to try it. I, I spent way too much money on buying this tiny bottle yeah. of, you know, paint. And they are tiny bottles. They're like GW size bottles for these things. And they're, they're 20 bucks mm -hmm. for a bottle. Right. Like it's probably the most expensive paint I've ever bought. <laughs> it is. Uh, that being said, like it works 
really, really well. Okay. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it works the way it works, but like I need it, need it in my life from now on. Okay. It's, uh, okay. It's permanent. So, uh, I, I have some of that stuff too. Uh, a company called mm. Goblin Hut, I think sent me, sent me a sample. They actually sent me a sample of, of all three and I tried them out mm. of my dark Eldar and I thought they were like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, but then I th saw the price tag and I said, nope, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to learn to depend on this and right. $20 for this tiny <laughs> bottle, like in good faith, I can't tell anyone else to go buy it either. Uh, I, I know how you feel yeah, because <laughs> that is so expensive. <laughs> so the difference here is you bought your bottle and you're coming down on the side of like, yeah, I guess it's worth it. I, I like it. Right. Pretty much like, well, the the way I, the way I'm looking at it is that uh, I just painted up a bunch of those brutes, right? For the Iron Jaws army I've been working on, and all of their armor I base coated with silver, and I wanted them to be rusty. So I went in and you know I got like three different rust paints, which on their own are like four fifty a piece, right? Like Mig paints are like three seventy five, four dollars, something like that. Um, so, you know, we're, we're half more than halfway to this, this already. Um, so I use that and I spent a good 20 minutes per model, you know, probably longer in some cases, depending on what was going on, painting in this rust. And like, it looks pretty good. It's not the best, but it's fine. It's passable. It looks like rust mm -hmm. for this, like it, for better results, this $20 bottle that I got. It would have taken me 20 minutes to do all of them. Okay. And it would have looked better. Fair enough. Well, there that's, you go. There you go. That's why I'm impressed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that is useful feedback then. Uh, me, since mm -hmm. I got them free, I'm like extra hesitant to go tell somebody else sure. to spend an actual $20 bill on a tiny bottle of paint. So, yeah. I will, I will take your your uh, endorsement <laughs> there, and I will give them another shot. I'll I'll uh, play around with them because I've been seeing the videos pop up too. This this uh, dirty down stuff. Yeah, know, some some people are pretty excited about it. So I'll I'll give them another shot. We'll see if I can come around. There's, I think it's it's worth trying. Yeah, for sure. the the price tag. I don't know. It's gonna make me grumpy, Brent. That's that's gonna be a <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, base my cobalt with some dirty down moss. I tell you <laughs> <Yeah>. what, <Thank> you. <laughs> mossy kobolds. <laughs> but okay, yeah, cool. that's that's good to hear that feedback. Yeah, so I was pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, you got any other products you've been trying out? Products besides varnish? Oh. Oh, thank, I don't know. thank you, Casey. You brought me to my <laughs> next uh, shilling item here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so before I forget, uh, not sponsored or anything, but Dave Taylor did send me a copy of last year's Kickstarter that he did, the the art of books. So this is mm. Dave Taylor mm. Miniatures is a publishing company run by Dave Taylor, and he's a Guy who's been in the industry for 30 years or so, knows a lot of people, uh, has done a lot of marketing before, and now he's been doing publishing. So um, this was the the company that did 
uh, Mel the Terrain Tutors book a couple of years ago. And then last year they started this, the art of art books, essentially. And mm -hmm. so this is just really nice, thick, heavy bound art books for miniature painting. And so it's a set of three books. Yeah, each book is a different author or set of authors who are miniature painters. Um, so like uh, last year's were Miniature Monthly had a book, Christoph Kyle had a book, Kiel Kyle, uh, and then it'd be worse, but uh, Anna Polenskak uh, had, had a book. Um, and at least some of those are names that I've heard before. And all of them are very, very good miniature painters. And I've been taking a flip through. And these are, I mean, art books with gorgeous pictures, inspiration, um, but also the, the stories of the artists, the outlook, the, uh, you know, their process, their philosophy, their style, and a little bit of, little bit of, you know, education in there in, in terms of, of their process and the way they do things. Um, but yeah, I was actually really impressed when I got it in my hands. And uh, the Kickstarter for the next set of those is coming up the day after this podcast releases. So May 10th, 2022 is uh, the wow. second <clears throat> Kickstarter. And so I think the idea is they that Dave Taylor is going to be releasing three authors every year. So this year will be books four, five, and six. And they, you know, mm. it's a collectible. It's got numbers one, two, three, four, five, six on the spines <laughs> of these like oh, nice man. thick books. Um, and then the books they slide into what was once cardboard or paperboard, but like a very thick binding case display. I don't know what you call it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's like a just yeah. it's a display. Sure. Yeah. It's but, a box with an open end on it. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I, I just got these in the mail. I just started reading them. I'm on Aaron Lovejoy's uh, section right now, re reading about how he got into minis and how his uh, evolution. And so that's been fun. Um, but yeah, you know, I feel like so many people in the miniature painting hobby know the know the youtubers who are not actually great painters and, and <laughs> don't true. necessarily yeah. know as well the actual great painters so it's kind of cool to see um you know, a, a book by these great painters talking about their work talking about how and why they do what they do and just a ton of great inspiration in there um and yeah it, mini painting has become an art form uh, at least in some segments of of our community yeah. And it's cool to see it treated as such and have an actual art book. And, uh, you know, the the person Dave Taylor should really be sending these to is The Bard, that YouTube channel, the, the guy who oh yeah, has a giant yeah. beard and he reviews, right. the, he reviews art the books Hero and stuff. Quest. <laughs> the the yeah. reason HeroQuest is the best is... Still the best, yeah. yeah. Still, still good. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, it's weird. Like I, I've been wanting to get into collecting miniature art books for a while. Uh, so maybe you know, this this sounds like a pretty good opportunity. This, I've seen these books before. They are very nice. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those like I don't have enough room 
to even put the miniatures I have painted on display. Like, I don't even honestly know where I would put books. Like, I'd have to, like, get a bookshelf and do something with that. Like, I have no space. I want, I want it. I want the things. But I don't know what to do. If you're sitting at home and you have a nice mahogany bookshelf, maybe maybe like a cherry oak yeah. or something, and like there's a little bit of room right. on there, this would look good on there. I'm telling you, if you if it you would. got a nice bookshelf and you're you're looking for something to put on there, eh, give it a th- give it a give it a think. The art of Dave Taylor Miniatures <laughs> Kickstarter Once, coming soon. A, a good a good takeaway for from a lot of these art books too is is that. These are actual miniature painters that that do this like artistically and very well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is an interesting thing to think about. Like a lot of people go to YouTube and they're just like, "Oh, you're you know you're a professional painter." No, like that this this weird label that gets that gets thrown around like way too willingly, right? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like we we read these books or we see these books or whatever, and we've been doing this because it's fun. Like, but not even close, All right? No, there there are actual tutorials and lessons and and reasoning as to why these things are happening or why you're painting the way you're painting yeah. in these books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are the actual artists in our community, the the people really turning miniatures into art. And you know, it's cool because you, you flip through it. You know, there's so much stuff like, wow, 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 I've never seen this before. And then you get to be one like, oh yeah, I've seen this one on Instagram. This is beautiful. I love this one. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you and I are just here to sell chicken in the bucket merch and, uh, pretty much but yeah. there are folks in our community Cobo. who, who should be more famous than us who are, who are getting into art books. And so yeah, we're exactly worth checking out, worth knowing about. Yes. And, uh, exactly. I, I, the, the marketing material says the price per book is between 35 and $50. So that's, that's less than a codex and uh, better, better yes, than is. a codex. So, uh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it uh, it won't be obsolete in six months. Correct, or <laughs> two weeks, d- depending depending, <laughs> depending depending on the, the decks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, there are some new books coming out too. It's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I I do question that too. Like, do I need to keep buying codexes? Like, are you actually playing games? Are you actually doing these things? Like. Because you can just use the old one if you play, like, once a year. Does it actually matter? Oh. You can just use Battlescribe. So. Yeah, even better. <laughs> use a free thing. <laughs> it just tells you all of the profiles for all of your things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. You, you literally don't even have to buy the book for that stuff. Yeah. That's, but. Yeah. Anyway, the, yeah, on the spines of these books, it's one, two, three on the set that that Dave sent me, and then it's going to be four, five, six on the next set. And uh, man, that's that's collectible. That's like a DVD kind of collection. You gotta, you're gonna want to get them all. <laughs> so I don't know if I should be encouraging people to do this or not. But I, I've, I mean, we I've, often encourage people to spend money. So why not for something okay. that'll actually Here, make you a better let's painter? Let's put this right? in context. <laughs> I was yeah. sent the Dirty Down paints for free, and I was sent this set of art books for free. And I am encouraging people go. to at least consider the art books. And the Dirty Down paints, not sold yet. <laughs> I'm not sold yet. Like, we'll put it that fair. way. We'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I like it. 
Uh, well, since you've been learning all this new information about how to paint miniatures, have you actually painted any miniatures lately? What, are you turning back on me again already? Oh, I don't know. It seemed like a good enough like, <laughs> way to go. I don't know. Well, Casey, I'm going to need you to for a little while because Gordon is purring been... very loud and my computer I can fan hear it. is yeah. very loud right now. So this needs to be your time. Oh, well, in that case, since you've been reading those books, um, I've, I've, uh, I've gathered this inspiration from you uh, somehow through this conversation um yeah i've been painting some stuff i've actually been painting uh some ribbon stone painted some ribbon stone broken anvil orcs which is uh which is pretty cool it's a co cast model which is it's not the first one i've painted but it's like a, a i don't know it's a bigger version of that i know that we we've talked about that before and we painted some uh yeah a couple months ago and it was a little weird but i'm really enjoying the uh, the Rubenstone model so far, like it has good detail, and uh, it I don't know it's kind of like a refreshing change of pace is uh, the way that I put it to them when I was telling them about it, because um, I've been painting a lot of orcs right and 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 this is also an orc but it's kind of different just feels a little bit different so so I've been painting that uh, and then I started painting my relic blade starter box Ooh. finally yeah. So I, I got all the models prepped. I got them like I got sand on their bases and I'm trying that, uh, that whole contrast. I'm just going contrast with it, okay. but then like going over the top. So, you know, did the whole dry brush thing and, uh, getting that all put together. And I, I, so far I, I painted a pig and I painted a, like a shadowy assassin guy and, uh, man, those pigs are pretty sweet. They are. I haven't painted any pigs yet. I think I have five pigs, but I haven't painted any of them. I, I got to yeah. decide on color because I've seen them in a lot of different colors. So they're the battle pigs. Yeah. I've seen them in yes. the normal pinky pig color with the, the red pauldrons and everything. But I've also seen yeah. them in like purples and greens and ooh, yeah. a lot of choices. Yeah. I'm, I figure if, if I'm going to go down the pig route, then I'll probably paint them all different colors. Cause like why not? Yeah, I mean the 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 nice thing about the uh, the relic blade stuff is that the models are not that big. Like they're they're chunky, so like they're super heroic sized. Mm -hmm. So they got big hands, big heads, uh, all that stuff. So it's like it it's not difficult to paint per se, um, but they're smaller, you know. Um, so you can kind of knock one out in like an hour, like to a pretty good standard. At least I feel like, um, and I, that's like a pretty rewarding thing. Cause generally, you know, you, you look at a project and it's going to take forever. So you, yeah. maybe you just don't even do it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard sometimes to like want to sit down for four or five hours and be like, I'll get half this done, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's cool to have a finished model after like an hour that I'm like, all right, it's a cool looking pig. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So relic blade has factions. But there aren't that many different models per faction. Like, I think there are only a grand total of five different pig sculpts in, in the entire game. And they're, you know, each kind of unique Whoa. characters. Not named characters, but, like, unique uh, archetypes of, of like, sure. classes. Um, 
And so, yeah, you can actually make a lot of progress. Like, you could paint a faction in easily a weekend, probably a night, if you were if you were really hitting it hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it definitely can be pretty fast and rewarding. And I, I was telling you that I was trying to batch paint 12 different minis from Relic Blade. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, like, three spell effects, so, so 15. And I actually got the three spell effects and seven of the minis complete. So Okay. So those actually, like, got off of the conveyor belt, off of the assembly line, and I feel good about that. All right, yeah. 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 <laughs> now you just got to find somebody locally to play. <laughs> uh, dude, I did. I did. My pal Alex. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, ah, good old uh, Alex, my, my yeah. longtime friend who, like, actually was part of the crew that got me into to mini games way back in the day like he was mm. uh, um yeah and, and i was telling him about it i was showing him i and i said the word draft like maybe we could draft minis for my collection and then he was he was in he was in yeah no that'll that'll get a lot of people yeah. you be like wait a minute you can draft yeah. a team okay now that's a that's a nice thing about smaller skirmish games is that it is reasonable for you just to have enough figures for your friends to play too. That's true. Like in, in yeah. terms of roping somebody in to try a game, like board game players, just one of your friends needs to own the game. You know, it's it's not like both of you right. need to yeah. own the game and have painted your half most of the time. That's that's normally not how it works. That's yeah. that's true. Yeah, generally depends on yeah. <laughs> depends on the board game. <laughs> but but yeah, with skirmish games, like yeah, if I paint eight relic blade characters and I'm almost there, uh, we can got we can just left. draft, yeah. you know, four each and and get to it. And I've got, I've, uh, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Um, I mean, one left, right? Oh yeah, yeah, one left. And there, and, I, and yeah, I've got four three. half painted. It'll, we'll be ready. We'll be good. We'll be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, I mean, yeah, because last time you were saying they were in uh, like a pretty half finished right. state or whatever. Yeah, that was. So it's not bad. It was just this nightmare of trying to batch paint twelve different things, and and, and again, it was right, just different a, yeah, things. Yeah, pull pull a color out of my my shelf and, and go through, and every place where green needs to be on the model, I did that. And yeah. then it get to a point where there's you know, mostly base coded and that it just started slowing way down after that. Cause that it's like, Oh yeah. They, everything needed different kinds of highlights and, you know, anyway, <laughs> um, but, and then just, just, uh, yeah. Decision paralysis there of just trying to decide which mini to actually crank on to try to finish up first. And, but, Right. Hey, we yeah. got through it. Live and learn. Batch painting, different minis. Uh, I mean, not for everybody. Possibly not for me. Live and learn. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. really, you shouldn't do yeah, that at yeah. all. That's it's, it's a terrible idea. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I I think if you're if you're batch painting like similar models like that, that obviously works, right? Yeah. But you start going, yeah. I don't know. You start going nuts, and and you're gonna have a bad time. Uh, I should mention though. That my pig has purple clothes, orange belt, and green hair. Yeah. That could be cool. 
It looks pretty cool. Does it? Okay. I, I just I just wanted to, to throw that out there because that's that's a weird combo that I've never painted before, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, it could be very uncool too, but it, it could be cool. But I I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> he's, he's a giant pig man. It feels good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah Peyton Peyton those obviously you've been painting those that's pretty good uh man what else I I'm actually painting two um what a Ragnar Blackmane models oh right now. yes yeah so I got off of eBay a few different models and I show these to Brent already and I'm I'm gonna have uh editor Matt put these up on the screen uh youtube.com slash paint bravely the podcast we do post pictures from time to time we try to you know limit it a little bit but it's a podcast after all but these in particular are worth looking at um potentially the worst models i've ever ever dealt with but they are just the most jank looking models just i don't know i saw them and i immediately messaged the seller and i'm like you need to tell me why (laughs) like (laughs) you need to give me all the details and unfortunately the dude was like i don't have the details but yeah isn't this really cool like this is a really cool model so i don't know if it was one of those he just didn't want to say those of you listening at home (laughs) casey described them as the most jank looking models ever uh the the flavor you should be thinking of is, is think of the memes of like the melty face characters yeah like the yeah, yeah, yeah. uh my face when paint me like one of your miniatures <laughs> like like the, the 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 space marine that is so coated in paint that none of the details are there but there's like like a bad smiley face drawn on like where the, <laughs> yeah. the face should be yeah um and yeah casey found this ebay seller that has uh, I, mean, I mean he's clearly a reseller of like a whole bunch of other yeah, stuff yeah. but one of the collections that he was he was parting out was like the same artist that did <laughs> oh for sure like most of this stuff seems like it's from the same person and he did tell me like he got it at, like uh out of a big lot of stuff yeah there was just a ton of these models in there so somebody took their like whatever stuff they really didn't want anymore yeah. or were just too embarrassed about and they just tossed it um yeah, but, this also brought something else up a little bit that we'll, we'll yeah, get we'll, into. We'll get to that. After. But, but <laughs> not just... not only are the the models that you're buying from this guy all like obviously from the same artist. I'm saying like they're the same artist that did the melty face like meme oh, okay. picture, like the, the meme <laughs> that is, picture of possible, like the yeah. marine. This I is mean, the if same anything, person. the one that I found is, could is, replace you that have meme. found yeah. that person. You have found their extended collection. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the, I mean, the color choices are just perfect. They're bright. They're, they're, okay, so this person is painting bravely, to be fair. Oh, for sure. Like, they're like they're bright trying to draw, colorful like, and, like yeah. red hot flame transitions on the beaky, yeah, yeah. the beaky armor. And then like uh-huh. they're they're putting glints in the lenses just real thick on in there. Like they got the lens colored in pretty well. And then they just like right. ripped a ripped a brush stroke across the lens real fast to put a glint <laughs> on there. And oh, oh yeah. There is something so iconic and classic and terrible about it. I uh-huh. love it. I love it. It looks 
So, so the question is really, do I, do I need to rescue these models or do I need to like memeify them in some way and, and like do an entire war band that just looks like this? Cause I don't know where to go. I don't necessarily want to strip all the paint off. Cause I mean, so, especially the ones like it's a, a bunch of space Marines and then a Ragnar black main. Right. But one of the space Marines, the gun is like glued on backwards. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And it makes no sense. It's like they snipped off the hands and they just flipped it around and they're like, we just need more glue. Just got to put more glue on this. <laughs> and then they painted over it. So, like, I don't know if I want to ruin that 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 terribleness. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. They really are incredible. So, so I was hanging out with my bud Alex today, and we were at Crossroad Games. And I actually pulled out uh, my phone to show him the pictures that you had sent me oh, of yes. these main oh, yes. marines that you now own. <laughs> And I was showing him the picture, Marines. and I, Ooh, and I got title. to the point where, where the gun was glued on backwards, and I just broke down laughing, and I like pulled so <laughs> I pulled something in my side, and I've been like walking strange all day, like I laughed so hard. <laughs> it's even this, better. Like, <laughs> oh, it's even better. <laughs> this Marine was so bad, it injured Goober Town Brent. <laughs> there, there's, there's your title. You're welcome. But, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. mostly better now, but like I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like there, there are little details on all of those figures that you bought that just and Ragnar. I mean, Ragnar is like almost painted oh. well, except they decided to give him like a thousand red cuts across his face. And it's like <laughs> yeah. just like a thousand just like cuts a blob to just his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird because it looks so purposeful and it's not. Um, I mean, these are the, these are the exact kinds of things where like when I'm on eBay and I'm like, I have a, a YouTube channel that specializes in taking the worst models I've ever seen and just fixing them. This is like the epitome. This right. is the pinnacle of what that looks like. And it's so the pinnacle that I don't even know if I can bring myself to do it. I don't know if you can either. I mean, I think you need to get like the best uh, photography of these as you possibly can, and uh, you know, disseminate yeah. that so that these are never lost to history. But I definitely have right. 4K footage of all of them. Okay, good. Uh, and, and it all looks crisp and nice. And I've checked, and I've got backups. Okay, good. Um, the the Ragnar Blackman is already. Like the footage I have of him is the only footage of that model now in existence that is him in that state yeah um i have since fixed that model right and uh yes yeah, the the other one so i have not touched yeah man i so this is going to start to to go into that topic you wanted to get to but the thing right. is the, the reason i love these so much is because okay yeah they're bad and it's funny to laugh at bad things but on top of that is effort was obviously put into these yes like there there was a, a lot of love and a lot of hours put in. Like, there was an attempt at sweet color transitions on that armor. There were mm -hmm, glints mm -hmm. on the lenses, kind of. I think they were trying to do yeah. sweet scars on Ragnar's face. Like some, I think you're some, right. Well, because Ragnar has scars, and I think they were trying to get in there and be like, yeah, look at yeah. him. He's all cut up. He's like, a, he's like a werewolf. This is cool. Like, all the details are painted in. Some of them are yeah. painted in with reasonable precision you know that yeah that is right. the weird right. thing right it, it feels confusing right because the question is 
Are we making fun of a child? <laughs> That's my fear, honestly. In, in most cases, like, I don't want to be like, this is the worst garbage right. I've ever and seen. That's, that's and a six-year-old like, is crying. I'm like, no, 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 no. No. We're, I vet these things. I try. We're talking about <laughs> preserving this, and, and partially, we're like, look how bad it is, but partially, look how awesome this is. Look how friggin' awesome right, this right. is. We... Like, we could not recreate this if we tried. Look at the colors. Look at the, the ideas that were tried to put in there. Look at the fact that this person glued the bolter gun on backwards. Like <laughs> that, one, that one I do question a little bit more than the other one. Uh, because, like, it, it's a very classic Marine. Yeah. Like, a, a Ultramarine where it's, like, it's got the... There's no metal on it. It's, like, the yellow... Uh, shoulder pad outlines and stuff. The trim mm-hmm. is yellow and like the bolter's red, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I almost want to find another of the same marine and just like paint it how they thought it should be painted. I, that, like to the I best think of my the ability, like, right? The, the more I think about yeah. it, do not strip those. Like there's no, no, no. There's yeah. there's a power in the purity of of that little collection that you have there. The, the, the meme is strong with these miles. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. I, I lied. the The part where I like broke myself today, like laughing so hard that I literally pulled something on my left side, it actually wasn't the Marines. It was actually something that you have not bought yet, but it was it was a Canadian oh, no. <laughs> trooper riding a space marine bike <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah. <laughs> just, just obviously they put some time into the conversion it did totally work out it looks ridiculous the space marine bike is on yeah. a square base or a rectangle base. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean you gotta wonder like I just I don't believe a child would do that. I I don't I don't think so. I mean I I I started painting when I was like I don't know eleven twelve something like that right. And like my models are really not good, but like they're not like this. So then you go like okay well I have a five year old and like his models kind of look like that, but like he has no coordination. You know, he's five. So when he's painting stuff, it doesn't look like anything, generally. It's it's slopped on. It's not like a base coat. These are like base coated and then things were tried. So then I, I really question, like, I don't know. Again. I just want to know how hard I can go at this. <laughs> like, how much can I make fun of this in a video? <laughs> I, I think you need to preserve it because there is, there is something yeah. awesome. There is there is a true power in, in that little collection. And I mean, yeah. you, get, you get bad minis all the time or like incomplete minis all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody tried something and it didn't work out. But this was... Yes. These are a complete vision. Like they finished the mini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got yeah. all the colors on there that they wanted to get on there. They clearly got some use out of it. And, you know, I mean... I hope so, It yeah. reminds me of some of my friends' minis from middle school, early high school. Like, the okay. the, 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 the passion and... The want yeah. to be something, for it to be a thing, yeah. Yeah. 
but but yeah with your channel i mean you do have to walk that line a lot of taking a mini that's painted and saying this is not good enough i am completely stripping off this paint job right. this paint job should no longer exist on the face of this earth that's how you you start basically all of your videos is by is, pretty yeah. much yeah yeah. And, and I think, you know, it, it's funny. I think that I do a pretty poor job at explaining like that generally, in fact, in, in pretty much every case, when I'm taking paint off, it's because whoever put the paint on, like either, yeah, maybe somebody just paintbrushed a five-year-old let loose on this army, whatever, yeah. whatever. Like, obviously, it's not good. Nobody tried. It wasn't It wasn't like yeah. somebody felt really good about that. And you can tell, right? I've got plenty of models that my kid is painted, and it's like, hey, these, these are not... It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. There's no emotion behind that. Um, where, and there, there are some, sometimes when it's like, okay, well, somebody maybe tried, but then they tried to strip the paint off already. Yeah. So I'm just finishing the job. Yeah. No, a lot of years, like, yeah, uh, yeah, are somebody tried and then the model got beat around for five years, or somebody right, tried yeah. and gave up halfway through, or I mean, that's that seems to be like a lot of what you get. Um, yeah. So sometimes you get something that's like mostly done, the base coats or whatever, um, but yeah. it, but it's flaking enough that there's not a ton to preserve there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like you got to reprime half of it or something because yeah. whatever. I mean, but I mean yeah, sometimes I mean, you're I, like, okay, I see what they were going there for here. That's not bad. There's a little bit of inspiration into the into the bucket you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, what we're talking about right now, we're laughing at, but we're also seriously considering preserving, preserving oh, yeah. Yeah. and and <laughs> buying more miniatures to try to <laughs> yes uh, figure out this collection. <laughs> try to make anything half as good. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if I tried to make a meme model, yeah. I couldn't do it. Right. Like, I, I couldn't. It would just be like, well, that's too specific. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is too good. But, yeah, I mean, I mean that, that melty face marine meme is like, yeah, somebody put so much paint on that model that there's no details there anymore. And they still cared enough to try to draw on a face. Like they still, they, they were still invested enough. <laughs> they were yeah, still showing yeah. that little buddy enough love to be like, okay, there's, there is no recognizable <laughs> eye socket on this mini anymore, but right. I'm pretty sure they go I about to. here and let's <laughs> say here. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta figure that out. Yeah. Oh boy. Ah, uh, yeah. So pretty, pretty happy about that. Definitely looking into, uh, you know, this seller's stuff a little bit more. Uh, cause cool. I got these for cheap. Like I, I got these, like a bunch of these Marines for like six, seven bucks, I think for, for a bunch of them. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try and try and snag some more and maybe, maybe do something with it fun. Cause I, I think it's really hard to find projects where a single Marine is like worthy of 20 minutes of a video. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, it's really difficult. Like I, I all day long, I can be like, well, this is a hundred dollar model and it's gigantic. Like sure. I'll paint it, you know, or do whatever. Um, but, but a lowly old second edition space rain, like, all right. Feels like a, a good challenge. 
Yep, yep. Yep, yeah. yep. So let's see what else here. I did, uh, I got some terrain ready. I put together some some Aztec terrain or Kazumi temple terrain from, from Rampart, Dungeons and Lasers, that Argon oh, Studio, yeah. whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> so basically just to like reasonably affordable plastic terrain kits. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I spray painted them. Uh, I, I was going to... They'll prime them red-brown anyway, but uh, Gorilla Miniature Games put out a video recently about spray-painting terrain, and they were talking about um, for your undercoat and top coat, use contrasting colors. So, like, uh, I did red, red-brown red undercoat and kind of uh, squirted some green on top for, like, moss, and then I put a little bit of, like, cool gray on top of that. Um and okay, then hit it with okay. a dry brush. Uh, I don't know. Looks pretty good. Looks like old temple rocks that have been outside for a while. Maybe got some moss on I mean, it. Yeah, looking good. Looks. It looks good. It does. I mean, I see you. I see you posting them pictures over oh, on the yeah. Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so that's my so. that's my relic blade terrain. Ah. Oh, is it multi level? I made it so that it can be multi level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I've got a got a whole little thesis on that. I don't know, the, the Relic Blades, yeah. all the terrain that I see in the pictures that, uh, you know, Sean and other Relic Blade folks are posted online is like, you got your negative space ground level kind of, you're, you're on your play mat, and then there's a bunch yeah. of like plateaus and bridges or platforms and bridges, whatever you want to call them. And so I mm -hmm. built this Aztec ruin the same way. It built just, uh, yeah, a lot of like one-story buildings that i can then put some popsicle stick bridges between and very <laughs> playable i think it's going to be a lot of fun rope yeah. alex in see how it goes i mean that sounds cool uh speaking of terrain oh uh so i was i was on uh i was on facebook of all places and somebody in my local gaming group was like i've got all of this war cry stuff and they were pricing it out, and they're like, I, I don't care about it. I'm moving. I don't want it. I don't need it. And it's like a huge box of stuff, like multiple boxes. I ended up putting it in one box. But um, I was like, basically, the dude was like, oh, you know, 100 bucks, take it, right? So immediately, like under a minute after he posted mm -hmm. that, I was like, I will meet you be there. with $100. <laughs> yes, I will be wherever you are. <laughs> Um, so I met him over at the, the comic book shop that I've featured several times in my videos. Um, and I bought, uh, just an absolute nonsensical amount of terrain from this dude. And it's like the entire first box of Warcry stuff all put together. Plus, uh, actually pretty much everything from that box. Um, so already like doing pretty good. Uh, and then there's like the some of the newer stuff and then there's a like a kill team set and then there's a bunch of like those the the tree ones that they put out not that long ago a couple years ago but it's it's the entire set so i got like four sets of terrain in this box and yeah 100 bucks feeling pretty good about that hey, right facebook now. is good for something and sometimes yeah. you get a little bit of luck i'm i'm happy for you casey and i'm excited yeah, to see yeah. what you do with that yeah like i I'm kind of thinking of, I mean, I know you're, you're doing this like spray painting terrain thing, but I was kind of thinking like, well, 
maybe I could paint it all up in like a day, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cause like, I also need some good, uh, relic blade terrain. <laughs> like I have a Warcry set already, like the, the first gen Warcry one. And that does work very well. It's a good yes. modular yes. setup with bridges and, and stairs yep. and stuff. So, yep. uh, but, but some of these other ones are like, they're just different. So I, I might, might paint that stuff up and just make a whole video about it. I think that'd be fun because it's all like half painted. And that should go pretty yeah. quickly. So I was, I was surprised at how fast this whole terrain project went. I mean, it still took me a couple of days to put everything together and put some putty on things. Right, and, yeah. I mean, it still was, you know, uh, two sessions of painting, one session of, sure. of spray painting outside and one session of you know, dry brushing inside. But, yeah, mm. terrain paints fast. Terrain paints real fast. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I the the kill team, the newest kill team box I did in like it had to have been three or four hours total for yeah. the whole box. Yeah, yeah, same same kind of method, just spray paint the crap out of it. Yeah, again, Gorilla Miniature Games has a video about how to paint terrain fast with spray paint. It came out a week or two ago. Go go look it up. At Ash knows what oh, he's doing. Oh, it's new. Okay, yeah. So. He does know what he's doing. Like that dude paints terrain like the day before a game comes out, mm-hmm. and then features it like the day it comes out. And and uh, yeah, he probably only got that box like two two days before. So yeah, yeah, dude knows how to paint pretty quick. Absolutely. Uh, but even if you aren't that blessed, that yeah, really some spray paint in a couple of different colors then a dry brush and uh looked pretty good looking pretty good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so definitely spray paint bravely on that one <laughs> spray paint bravely man i swear every single time that we do this podcast we come up with another shirt idea it makes me happy every time spray paint bravely that's that's just so good Anyways, um, just as a side note, because we are talking about Relic Blade, the other day I found out that if you have Tabletop Simulator on your computer, which a lot of people play Warhammer with, um, and Conquest, by the way, which is also on there, that uh, I haven't told Brent yet, because it is, but Relic Blade officially is on Tabletop Simulator, and it looks 100% absolutely legit. Like, it is all the art, all the cards, all the rules, and it's official from Sean. It is it is pretty incredible. I actually spent, like, uh, man, like two hours, maybe not two hours, like an hour last night, just in VR, messing around with, like, the models and the cards, <laughs> like, in Stupid Tabletop Simulator by myself. Were you actually in VR? I was, okay. yeah. It, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds, sounds ridiculous cool. but yeah. it's like midnight and i'm just like "Ooh, a pig man like lifting it up you know literally uh seeing if it works um but it's pretty legit and i, I want to play i want to i want to get some games in that way i think i think that might be a good way to do it since you know i don't know how many i'm gonna get in in town one of these days i'm definitely gonna make a relic blade video and it's going to seem like a sponsored ad video, and nobody's going to watch it because it's <laughs> right. just going to be, I am so excited for Relic Blade, and nobody's going to watch it because they're going to think it's a sponsored ad video, but like I, don't, I literally don't know how else to frame the video. It is. This is a game 
that I've read the rulebook for voluntarily because I wanted to read the rulebook for it. It is a game where I've recruited a local friend to play with me. Right. Where I've painted all the minis. I've painted terrain specifically for the game. Uh huh. And you bought it. You bought a board, right? Y- yeah. But like a, an actual two by two. Yeah, I, board. I bought a, a play mat, a two by two play mat. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's a big step. It is. It is. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how I can put all this in a in a title and thumbnail to get it across the idea that like. I'm actually interested in Relic Blade, and yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you'd have to go, like, some, some kind of, like, mind-numbing clickbait, like... Games Workshop can never do uh, this, like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some really, like, Games Warhammer Games Workshop will never... him, and then just a picture of Sean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Picture That's really Sean, good. Dumb mustache. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so mean. Oh. But yeah. the thing is, uh, I like the idea of there being something in the search results for Relic Blade. And so I kind of want right. to tone down the clickbait on that one. I want it to just be like, Relic Blade I see what seems you mean. cool. Well, okay. How about to this? Learn you about you Relic compromise. <laughs> compromise on that you you uh you put the video out as hardcore clickbait ah for and two you get days. all the people yeah. who just exactly for two days you just let all the the stuff come on in and then and then you you go okay it's been 48 hours changing the title i'm changing the thumbnail and then i'm gonna go through i'm gonna delete every cuck comment from this entire thing right, right. now right and it won't matter it'll just look like man like this video did so good mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeah that's that's the way you do that you turn it around games workshop hate after him a couple it's just days. To zoom in on sean sutter's stupid mustache just the entire thumbnail just, it's, it's, it's like, nose yeah. to mouth right <laughs> maybe maybe like a pig man coming out of the side i don't know like just oh yeah, yeah like at the top right of on one side exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> like i and I, I want to be there for this. Yeah, this like, is inside to, baseball this. here. This is how it's done. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly right. This is high level big brain thing here. Big brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh, but yeah, Relic Blade, right? <laughs> so I actually, I actually played a game of 40K this weekend. Right. My, my, right. Uh, my local friends have been. I don't know for whatever reason they're back into it they're 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 playing again they wanted to do kind of like a little escalation league so four of us That's each cool. got 500 points together and we played a game and so I was Dark Eldar of course I played on the team You're like with, guys it's it's been 20 years I'm just gonna pull the same thing I already have out I actually painted <laughs> new ones I painted new ones oh okay yeah. Mostly. I didn't finish them so I like blue stuffed on some unpainted heads from third edition as penance right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sweet hair oh, all man. blown back for the entire squad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's real good real good see that's that's the real dark eldars you, you take the new good sculpts and you just replace the head with like yeah. the old ones yeah the pewter ones right well they're plastic the plastic kit had four, i know those ones are the, the old plastic ones. kit had mm-hmm. four helmeted heads and two unhelmeted heads and the the bear heads one is a ponytail and one is just the hair completely slicked back and like <laughs> right. flying behind it. He's like the guy in the front of the barge. He's just yeah, like exactly. at the front. Exactly. Titanic. 
and it is the it is one of the stupidest heads I've ever seen. But now I'm tempted to at least have a couple of those heads floating around the army somewhere. Yeah, I think um, I think you should. But yeah, so so we played a game. It was 500 Dark Eldar, 500 Harlequins, or points of against 500 points of Orcs and 500 points of Skitari. And uh, oh, okay. the, the Eldar's lost, but uh, yeah. you know, the Harlequins <laughs> killed a fair bit of stuff in close combat. Like one one squad of Harlequins okay, yeah. got into close combat and killed a lot of stuff. And I don't know. That makes sense. Fun fun to see some people and fun to, you know, put some models out on the board. Fun to see the terrain. The The game itself yeah. is pretty mediocre, but eh, it's, that's not the point of it. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's it's it is kind of not the best. I don't know. Um, I think unless you're playing at like a really high level and it's it's the minutia of each movement and and half an inch or whatever, like I don't know that it's different enough every time to. I don't know. Like it's fine. I I enjoy it, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Taking it down to a smaller level, like a 500 point game, feels a little bit quicker. Uh, kill team even quicker than that, you know? Sure. Faster pace, right? Like, it makes more sense to me, but um, it's cool that you got a game in, though. Like, we're talking about while. doing an Escalation League, so we're talking about a 750-point game, and we'll, oh, we'll see how far it goes. Maybe we're so done. So you, you, add, you add one barge to your, your just yep. battle line of, yep. of 80 guys. Yep. Just one barge every week until you get six barges. <laughs> That's how you play. Yep. So I'm uh, I'm painting some stuff, and if the models turn out look like if the army ends up looking good, we actually go through with it. Maybe I'll I'll make a video at the end, but no guarantees. No. No guarantees. See how that goes. But you should you should be documenting this. Just I, I am uh, I'm getting footage just in case. I got my I got my overhead uh, eyes in the sky camera hooked up again. Ooh, all Again, right. I actually got some yeah. pretty good time lapses of, of putting together the Aztec terrain, got some decent time lapses of, of painting some Dark Eldar, so seems cool. all right. Seems all right. But I don't know, that, that might be all that's new with me. That's It's, been, it's actually it, huh? been a busy couple of weeks. Like, I've gotten a lot of hobby in the past yeah. couple of weeks. And so normally we, we do these rundowns, we get about an hour in. I don't know if you've got anything else that you've been up to you want to talk about. I mean, I guess not. Like, I, I, I pulled out all my Warcry stuff again, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to actually figure something this out. I'm going to force sure. somebody to play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I got the models out. I got everything set up. It looks good. Uh, I took some pictures with some models and actually some Relic Blade models on the, the terrain and stuff, and that's about as far as I've gotten. So, you know, luckily, though, um, I did move it to like a, like a card table, a folding card table. So it's, it's kind of off to the side and I think I'm just going to leave it set up. Cause like, I always find that just leaving something out, I'm, I'm more likely to actually engage with that thing. Um, like if I put it back in the box, man, like, I don't know, it might not come back out for a while and I don't really want to do that. I want to actually like get caught up and, and have some fun. I don't know. It's summertime. It's getting it's getting warm. I want to go out and do stuff. I want to play some games. Yeah, that's the spirit. Yeah, that's the spirit. Feel, feel it out there. I do feel it. 
Like I will play a game of 40k. Like probably in the next couple of weeks. That's yeah. I think the plan. Hey, every couple of years, whether you need to or not, just, just yeah, <laughs> it just happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like maybe maybe for my birthday this year, I'll force it. Be like, all right, this is uh, everybody coming over is bringing models, or I've got models for you. <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> Show up or don't. <laughs> yeah, that that that'll be that'll be a thing. I'll do that. That's not for a long time, though. Do you want to keep dragging this segment <sighs> out? I, I bought some Mormon she I mean, bears. You get some Mormon she bears. Really? Yeah, I got some Mormon she bears right here. Some Mormon. Wait. Mormon. Mormon. A Mormon. Yeah, like Mormon. Ice and fire. There's... Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, that seems like a thing you should have brought up before. Nah, it's it's What's too late. Right. Right. It's too late. No, yeah. it's not too late. I need I need to ask you a very serious and important question about those Mormons. Uh, how would you rate that sprue? It's not a sprue. It's not a sprue. Oh, yeah. These are, these they're, are pre-assembled they're put together, minis, and th- that's the way the Simon does things. And See, it's, that it's actually makes pretty cool the game. way that the, the minis yeah. fit into their little plastic packaging. Like, the plastic mm-hmm. packaging is the the transportation system for these minis, basically. Right. Because they yeah, basically yeah, fit yeah. perfectly into those little little pockets in the... Yeah. You don't even have to paint them. So you don't have to and assemble them. They come right in their packaging. They, there's a nice little uh, four by three tray, unit movement tray that came with these. And I don't know. Seems like it might be kind of cool. Seems like it might draft, be kind of cool. Can you draft a Song of Ice and Fire? That's the question. No, it's, uh, it's rank and flank. I think you need a whole lot of these buddies to... Whole lot of Mormon she bears if you want to have a game. <laughs> I mean, good on you for going with the Mormons, though. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a popular option, if you know what I mean. There wasn't a ton of selection today. They, uh, yeah. So, so the way this game works is that you you have you know kind of generic units, but you can also buy hero boxes, and so like Stark Heroes has Eddard and whatever. Else. Uh, yes Jon Snow I don't know it it has all the heroes but (laughs) all the hero boxes that they had in stock were heroes 2 so so for each house they have like heroes 1 which is all the main characters and then heroes 2 and so like for for the Stark house heroes 2 is Arya is the most well known character in heroes 2 Arya Rickon and like Mira Reed, Jojen Reed, and uh, Osha, the the wildling, wildling. Uh, okay, which okay. Would, they're fine characters. But uh, if I mean, if they had Starks one in stock, you know that's where you're getting your your brother, yeah, your, your, your Robs, John Snowses, and yeah, your Robs. Probably and Sansa's such. in there, you know. Which eh. Sansa's probably the least cool. Well. I mean, least she, uh, yeah. combat cool character in in, in that box. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah. But no Hod- Hodor at all. No, no I bet Hodor's no. in one. Hodor's got to be in one. I mean, Stark if he is, I, I feel like I might buy box. that. Now. And Stark two is like, well, here's Jojen uh, Reed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get Arya. It's, it's fun. 
Yeah, Arya is fine, but if 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 Arya is your your highlight, if you're not going. Oh, that's the backbone of that box. Yeah. Like if if they, if she was in there, nobody'd be buying that box. I mean, Jojen Reed, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't forget. Can't forget that. Don't forget no. that. Yeah. Should have put the Hodor in there and whatever, whatever. I didn't even play this game. I didn't even know that they were pre-assembled. <laughs> Like, you know, I've just, I'm basing everything I know off of looking at the back of the boxes, what boxes they did have in stock, right, and right. also uh, a close inspection of Mormon she-bears. Uh, but we'll, I mean, that does sound cool, though, but, you know. I, I know Scott, the the miniature maniac, he, he likes this game. He likes A Song of Ice and Fire. And it doesn't look yeah. bad. It doesn't look bad at all. The the models, I think, are PVC, but they're, and they're assembled in like a couple of parts by the factory worker and there were definitely okay, some yeah. gaps in there but not the worst yeah not the best not the worst seems all right yeah, it's not bad that's not bad all right well yeah we don't want to drag that out too no, much do we don't we? want to drag that out too much no don't want to do that i bought some crackle paste today <laughs> <laughs> oh man i just got i just got crackle paste in the mail i did it's right behind me look <laughs> Oh, man, What's yours? Is, I'm, I'm glad we kept this going. Otherwise, we wouldn't have both bought crackle paste. Yeah. <laughs> we just randomly had it. Like, who the hell just randomly is like, hey, check out this tub of crackle paste I hey, have. I got this crackle like, paste guess what? I got golden crackle paste. Oh, I got, I got Viva Pate Art Line. A Pasta Crackledora. <laughs> Small... I like pasta crackledora. That's the that's my this favorite. Is, this is like, uh facet and lock smalto per sfacacature. Medio blanco opaco que crackela yeah. al sacado. I got black. Oh, I got white. Black is a better color for crackle paste. I'm uh, they didn't have that option at Michael's today, but oh uh, yeah. yeah no they don't oh did you you got the golden one you said i got the golden one it's, it, i think it's right, white man. the bottle's white. you gotta be careful you gotta be careful with that golden does it stuff, not work though. i could not make it work okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try it gonna i don't know if happens. i just got a bad batch or something like i put it on models and i was like man i'm so happy i got this giant tub and it's like you can see the pictures like it, it looks like it should work right but it's kind of like this marshmallow fluff okay that's that's the actual texture of the the paste that you have there, the golden paste, and like you put it on, and it literally just looks like marshmallow, and like it just dried that way. It didn't actually crackle at all. It didn't do anything. And I put it on like thick, thinking like you know that's that's the rule, right? You put crackle paint on thicker so you get bigger cracks. That is not the case. And I had yeah. these. I put these on like dark Eldar racks, right? So it was. These gnarly racks uh-huh. that I had put together, and they're just, like, standing in a puddle of marshmallow. <laughs> it was like, this didn't work Metal. at all. I even did, like, yeah. like really nice, like, under underneath the, the crackle paint was supposed to be, like, this nice green glowing gradient, because I did this, like, underlighting. Yeah. I had to change my entire concept, because that stuff did not crackle. It didn't even work. So, did you mix the crackle paste with uh, a paint? Did you mix it with a, no. a ink or a paint or anything? No. Didn't mix it with okay, anything. I just, you were going to paint put it over on the there. white or whatever. Yeah, I was doing like dry brush okay. it or whatever. Um, which is why I ended up getting this black stuff, right? Because yeah, it's like, okay, well, 
if I do the same thing, I don't have to dry brush it. Yeah. And I want lava bases. Like, this is pre-done lava bases as long as your base is, like, orange underneath. Good to go. So I'm hoping that'll work out because I, I think that is, uh, like, I've seen it done. It's it's doable to do the crackle lava base thing by hand, and I've seen it done very well. But, like, this feels like it saves a couple steps. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it works because... I'll be very yeah, interested I don't to see I go. how that black stuff goes. And again, it's like, a, you know, Jeremy Black Magic Craft mixes black paint with his Mod Podge because it, when things start to chip, it's showing black instead of showing white. And uh, that's a good call. White really shines through under things, uh, especially if there's a little bit of damage. So, yeah, for to sure. Just avoid that entirely. Good call. Yeah. <sighs> well, then. Now that we definitely don't have anything else that we were planning on talking about in that section. Well, on that note, uh, thank you so much for <laughs> listening to... <coughs> You're the one who normally does the outros. Yeah, it's true. Although I think you've stolen it from me several times. I only know well on that note, and then you normally pick up from there. It's a good point. But, but I mean, we, we do have more things to, to talk about we could we could I, I i thought we were okay do it do it do it do it do it all right all right all right so technically we have a main topic for this episode um now i just did a video last week that was going over like some of the hang-ups that we have as miniature painters when it comes to painting like larger or more expensive models or you know rare models or whatever the case is um and it really resonated with a lot of people that watched it. I imagine if you're listening to this, you may have watched it. I think there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that probably didn't. So I thought it would be kind of nice to go through some of those things because it seemed to, like I said, resonate with people. And, uh, you know, it could help. Could could just uh, shed some light on. Now, obviously, we're not like psychologists. We don't know pretty much about any of that stuff. But, you know, we're internet psychologists so to speak. We are. It's like, as much as we are pro painters. <laughs> we are. No, I, I took psychology 101 in college and uh, very few people keep going with that track. Actually, I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a reasonably doable major. Some people just kept going with that track because psychology was the easiest major they could do to then go to med school. But um, it's good. It's fair. Actually, it was a pretty common track, but uh that was good yeah it, but i took psychology 101 and yeah it's one of those topics that yeah. it, it affects us all it's it's something that's accessible to an amateur it's fun to learn about fun to talk about and <laughs> um so you you wanted to talk about cognitive distortion correct which is yes i did yeah a framework for uh, thinking for understanding some of the the bad habits that our minds can get into and again, this is part of like a theory in psychology that some serious people use to try to treat serious problems like anxiety, depression, uh, all, yeah. all kinds of stuff that people actually struggle with. So, um, yeah, the, the, the framework here is normally applied to uh, more serious stuff. But we, as complete amateurs, are going to lightly talk about how some of these uh, concepts in psychology uh, might affect us as mini painters, and we'll have a little chat about it. See if we learn anything. I yeah, I think I think you'll understand what we mean as we get into this. But um, 
Do you want to start with one or do you want me to start with Go one? Go for it. Because we got, we got a few each. I'm scrolling to where I wrote them down. What's your, what's your favorite <laughs> one? Uh, my favorite one. Ooh. So this, this reminded uh, me of, of uh, absolutely like a psychology textbook. It's like uh, types of cognitive distortion and there's like 10 yeah. different named types. I was going through them. I was like, oh man, if I was... If I was 19 <laughs> years old, I'd be making flashcards for these. And like, oh my god, yeah, I know. Like, right. this is you definitely like on memorize a test these. for psychology. Maybe like 102. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. This seems whatever. <laughs> um, so one that I really like that that really falls into the hobby category is called emotional reasoning, where you rely on gut feelings over objective evidence to judge yourself and you know things around you. So essentially. While you're painting something, you get halfway through. And this happens on pretty much every model, is it just doesn't look very good. It's like, yeah, because you're halfway through. We call it the ugly phase. Uh, people call it the ugly duckling phase, whatever. It's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, you're not done with your model, so it doesn't look very good. And so you start to kind of tell yourself, like, maybe you're just not very good. Like... Your feeling about whatever this is is now informing the way that you feel about all of miniature painting and how you are and if you're good or bad or whatever. And you tend not to finish those models. Well, it's just like a pretty common thing that we all go through. And uh, yeah, it's uh, can be difficult to get past. Yeah, your your brain turns that feeling into a fact, and uh, right, you feel like you're feel like your model looks bad and then it, it's a fact in your brain that you're bad at painting models and and that ugly face right. that's a real mud trap right there yeah it definitely stops a lot of people from continuing in the hobby i think like you know there's a few models that you get through it and you're like well that that doesn't feel good and then you do it a few more times and like honestly the remedy is painting more models Right, like the more often that you run into that issue, getting to the ugly face and then recognizing that that's what it actually is, the you know you can start to make decisions to get beyond that. Mm -hmm. Right, you can go, okay, well, I know that this is not good because that's where I'm at in the process, and then you just keep painting. You put the next layer of paint on. You keep going. The next highlight. The next whatever. And all of a sudden, oh man, my model doesn't look half bad. Like, yeah, but you do have to kind of tell yourself like it's not going to be this way forever. Yeah, you need yeah. to confront the facts that as they appear in your brain with the the actual facts. We're telling you that every model has an ugly phase, and that that that'll yes. be normal. That'll be normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I like that one. Just in general. All right. Good. I, I pulled one up here as uh, black and white or polarized thinking. Now, when I was reading about this on Wikipedia, as I would do if I was a student in psychology class, right. uh, the, the example they had is you're, you're on a diet and you go and your diet's going well and then you eat a spoonful of ice cream and it's, it's black and white. The diet is either going well or you have failed, you're a failure, you, the, you're <laughs> off the diet, and you're eating the rest of the ice cream. Um, you might as well at that point, right. right? Like, you've had one spoonful, you might as well eat all of it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I understand. 
So, so that's this, this black and white thinking. And in miniature painting, I mean, we've talked about the hobby streak before, or we've talked about setting yourself up. Just, just put paint on your brush every day. Just, just do that. And yeah. Yeah. Gotta make sure you're on that hobby streak. Do something so that you don't fall off on day uh, three of hobby streak, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. And, <laughs> And in some ways, that sets you up for for failure, or 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 for once you fall off, that there's there's no half measure. You're either on or off. And um, yeah, I th- I think in some ways that uh, that it is very easy to fall off of what we set out for ourselves to do. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, the hobby streak is is just the the most obvious black and white binary sort of thing, but um it, it it goes for any project where you envision something in your brain oh man this is going to be great i'm going to get 10 snotling pump wagons and <laughs> i'm going to make uh, an armies on display board for my snotling pump wagons i'm going to lay it all out it's going to be great and um and then something comes up some setback happens and it's very easy to to go from this is my plan, my vision, this is this is how it's going to go, it's going to be great, to this isn't working, this isn't working. Um, and then very suddenly, it's not working. This project is not working. This project's a failure. And then, yeah, yeah just just black and white. And, and if it does start to go gray and that just flips to this project is not going to happen, this project has failed put it back in the pile yeah yeah sell it to some somebody on, on <laughs> facebook for a hundred bucks yeah. yeah see what see what i can get <laughs> right exactly yeah. exactly you, you you bust the gun off your space ring and uh glue it on the wrong way like guess it's over you either glue all your your bolts guns on the correct way or you glue one on the wrong way and it's all ruined yeah I mean, look, like that, that straight up example though, like if you had a hundred space marines and one of them was backwards, you'd be like, this, this entire project is, is just not good. This is ruined. Like that one guy has his gun backwards. These are not uniform anymore. Like that would bother the crap out of me. Like, yes, if, if that's the way they are. Um, but obviously that's not the case, right? If you painted a hundred space marines and like you messed one of them up, like you're fine. It's okay. I'm not sure what part of cognitive uh, distortion this is, but man, if I was if I was like in the zone and, and scraping mold lines and gluing, and I got to the mm-hmm. end and I ruined it, and I realized that I glued <laughs> the bolter on the wrong way, I don't often throw uh, things across the room, but that might be a situation. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you ask you ask what cognitive distortion this falls under and this is this is exactly where i'm going next it's discounting the positive (laughs) yeah rage discounting the positive like when things go right and then you just don't give yourself credit at all right like something good happens you paint in 100 space marines but one of them has a bolter that's backwards and it's ruined like why because Why would that bad. literally be the because case? Because you're bad, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're trying to get past these. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I was just so trying like, to be your inner monologue. It's because you're bad. Uh, yeah, it's, you're bad. Don't you're worry not. about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I I liken this kind of to like internet feedback, sure. right? Like yeah. especially um, at least in my experience, like 
YouTube internet feedback and and whatever. If you post on groups and stuff, like you get you get ninety nine good comments, or let's just say you get nine really good comments. This is really cool. Like you did a good job. I really like this and this. And then there's that one a hole that's just like your crap at painting. Like this is not good. And that's the one you hang on to. The one out of ten. Like. You're just completely discounting the fact that you actually did something that a lot of people really like mm-hmm. because one person didn't like it or who knows what their issue is. It's their issue. So why would you discount the positivity that you're being shown? 100%. I think a lot of us do that. 100%. A lot of us do yep. that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So just because that bolter is on backwards, don't beat yourself up. It's all right. Agreed. All right, I've got another one here. Sweet. Jumping to conclusions, fortune telling. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is when you're you're looking at how something is going, and you're extrapolating out to where you think it's going to go, and that affects where it actually goes, like kind of a self fulfilling prophecy sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh... So this is you're painting something. It looks bad. You're like, oh man, this is this is gonna look bad. It's gonna look bad. What what am I even doing? Why even bother? What's what's the point? Like mm-hmm. this is, um, and so this is very much the, the I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just <laughs> getting frustrated. It's it's convincing yourself that you are headed for failure, and because you're pretty sure that you're headed for failure, yeah, it you fail. You're the the model. You stop putting in the effort, for example, because you expect failure because you are jumping to the wrong conclusion that you're headed for failure. Very demoralizing, uh, but very easy to do. Very easy to do. Well, and I think I think it's one of those things where if you start something and then you like make a mistake, you know, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm just going to keep making these mistakes. And like. Maybe you do. Maybe you just keep making a mistake or or something happens or you paint on the wrong part or whatever. Like, it's easy to just think that that's going to continue to happen and and you're not going to follow through on whatever you're doing. Right. Like, you just assume that's going to keep happening. Like, you're telling yourself it's going to. And it's like, I'm sorry, you you literally can't see the future. You you have no idea. Like, just calm down for a second. Take a breath. Take a step back from the model. Figure out what's going on. And, you know, regroup, try again. Like today I was painting, I was sitting down and I had like my pro acryl bottles to the right of me and I'm right handed, right? So I'm like getting paint out of my, uh, my wet palette and whatever, reaching across to put my, to get water off my brush. And I kept poking myself with the tip of the pro acryl paint mm-hmm. on my arm as I'd put the brush in the water. And I had paint all up and down my arm, like little dots of pro acryl tips, right? Because the paint stays on the ends of those things. And like I got paint on my model, but it just kept happening. And it kept happening. It kept happening. I'm just like, why does this keep happening? It was the stupidest thing. Like I had to seriously take a take a minute and be like, all of this pro acryl needs to move. <laughs> like I had to move all these bottles. It was stupid. I don't know if that's related to the psychological concept that we're talking about, but that's messed up, Casey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I just, it was like, I, I kind of had this thought like, well, I keep 
doing this, like, not only just dipping my my arm or whatever it is in paint, but, like, I'm getting it on the model. I'm going to get it on the... I'm going to ruin this. I'm going to do these things. And, like, I kept thinking that way. And it got... Until I was like, no, 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 no. This is stupid. Like, that is not true. Well, I swear. It's what it felt like. (laughs) I just kept doing it. But but in general, like, I thought I was going to ruin the model, and I had to stop and, like, rearrange my situation. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did it, like, six times, okay? <laughs> like, I had, like, six dots of different colors on my arm. Yeah. It was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so all this stuff, again, is used by serious people to uh, attempt to diagnose and, and treat, you know, serious, uh, you know, mental, mental, I guess, disorders is the right word, disordered thinking. Um Sure. And, uh, yeah, so, so some people out there probably know these, these concepts far, far better than we do. And, and again, it's, oh, it's, sure. uh, yeah. uh, we're, we don't mean to make light of them, but you know what? An important part of therapy is understanding why you feel the way that you do, why the, the brain is, is going down the paths that it's taking. And so sometimes, uh, if, if you are just having a, a bad hobby streak or, you're you're feeling out of sorts as you're painting or you're getting frustrated a lot or you feel like you're always headed for failure or that your your minis are, are always terrible or that you're always terrible because of how terrible your minis are maybe maybe <laughs> stop to think and uh again it, it can be really powerful to just try to identify why you're feeling the way that you're feeling and uh, maybe that can help you walk that back a little bit and, and get on the right path yeah and i mean as much as like you know you're saying these are psychologist tools or whatever the the case is i think that they're becoming more popularized as far as like just things that we tell ourselves you know just in your head things that you're telling yourself that's that's not true like because we're always getting down on ourselves generally you know it's what people do Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like I should have done all these things. I should have done this, right? Oh yeah. Like how many times in your life you've been like, I should have done this? And it's like, so you can't take a time machine. Like you should have maybe, but you can't change that, right? I don't know. It's, it's, it's things that we do. And these are just like good kind of definitions for some of those things. And, and they definitely apply to miniature painting. So I, I thought it was kind of fascinating. Um, And it just made sense. It seems that uh, some people got some use out of it, and yeah, hopefully you did too. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Well, on that note. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you again for joining (laughs) us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will. Talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.